Hello, women's hockey fans, and welcome to another episode of the Founding Four podcast. I'm your host, Erica Ayala. It's been a while since we've had a regular episode. I've given you a few bonus episodes. As you may have heard, I was in California last week hanging out with Blake Bolden right before she played in the PWHPA showcase. I got to talk to her about the Black Hockey History Museum, her job scouting, and a few other things. So check that episode out. Also released the first of what we hope will be eight the eight founding members of the National Women's Hockey League. There are eight players, five timers as I like to call them, that are that have played in all five seasons of the league. So we get things started with Kira Dostal Arena and we have another episode coming next week with with Shannon Doyle. So shout out to Shannon Doyle and happy birthday to the longtime Connecticut Whale defender. Um, But speaking of defender, we have lots of things to go over this week. We start the Isabel Cup playoffs officially today. The play-in game is today. I, I wanted to have this episode up for yesterday, but the MVP announcement was was aired live on Open Ice, the NWHL talk show, at 7 p.m. Eastern Time yesterday, so I wanted to wait until we had the MVP announcement before I did my recap of the NWHL awards. But we are here. It is time. Let's do that hockey. Lots to cover, so let's get right into it. First, we'll go over what we saw in the last week of the regular season of the NWHL. It was the Buffalo Buttes went on the road, took on the Metropolitan Riveters, and the Minnesota Whitecaps hosted the Connecticut Whale. We'll start with the series that happened in New Jersey. Big questions coming into this game was goaltending for both teams. Both teams had their goaltenders a little bit rattled coming into this game. Sam Walther, of course, was out prior to All-Star break, made a quick comeback, and then was sidelined again with injury. Would she be back? The Buffalo Buttes seemed to need an additional goaltender, so they were able to... They were able to um, sign Leia Christine Demers. I think that's how you say it. Sorry if I'm pronouncing that wrong. And Michaela Grant Mentis a.k.a. Bucky, uh, which I learned from Kareen Bowie. Uh, But those two players, captains at Merrimack, some of the more famous NWHL players that have done that in, in the past, Mary Parker. Anyone who listens to the Boston Pride broadcast, you know I talk about Mary Parker a lot. She was one of those players. Haley Skamura was one of those players. But the first to ever do it... Um. Kelsey Colzer. Kelsey Colzer from Princeton to the Riveters. She was the number one draft pick in her draft year and then ended up playing for the Riveters. Uh, so sneaky old Chad Wiseman was the first to ever do that. Anyway, so the Buffalo Buttes, they drop the game to the Riveters on Saturday, but then the, the rookies come up big on Sunday. 
on Sunday in particular. Oh, so let's just go back to that. The Riveters win on Saturday, February 29th, 5-2. to two. First star of the game, Jane Lewis, another player that signed up late in the, in the season. Kendall Cornine, second star. And Madison Packer, your third star. Jane Lewis, two assists and a goal, three points overall for the Riveters. But then you see that Michaela also scored in her first game with the Buttes. And uh, as far as goaltending, in net, we saw that it was indeed Leah Christine Dem- Demers that started for the Buffalo Buttes. And in net for the Riveters, we saw that it was back to basics with Sam Walther, or Walther, as she's known. So the Riveters take that one. By Sunday, though, the Buttes and their new rookies able to get the 3-1 victory. An important win, Corrine Bowie said, coming into the play-in game. Corrine Bowie has never seen herself in a play-in game, but that is exactly where the Buttes sit as they will host the Connecticut Whale. All that to say that the two rookies and Bowie are your three stars of the Sunday game. They win that 3-1 over the Metropolitan Riveters. Corrine Bowie with an assist by her new line mate, uh, Bucky, as she calls her, Michaela. Kate Leary scored in that game, and then Michaela... Grant Mentis gets her own goal in the third for two points on the game and is the first star, also the NWHL Player of the Week. So pretty good week for the Buffalo Buttes, but especially their rookies, Leia and Michaela from Merrimack. The other series was more or less one-sided. Now, on the one hand, very excited to see the Connecticut Whales score some goals. In two games, they scored four goals. That's been a little bit of a tough tough go for them. They scored three goals on Saturday, but the Whitecaps scored six, and so the Whitecaps get that win. Big, big win at Tria Rink. First star of the game, Allie Thunstrom with a hat trick. She also had an assist for four points. Jonna Curtis, who ends up being the player of the month as we close out the regular season. She also had a goal and three assists, so four points as well. Third star of the game, Shannon Doyle with an a goal with with Anna with a goal and two assists. Uh, good to see Shannon Doyle up there. But uh, this was the Ali Thunstrom show, more or less. By Sunday, it was also the home team. The Minnesota Whitecaps win this one, 3-1. to one. Sonia Shelley um, in net for the Connecticut Whale. And uh, Schwensweier scores the lone goal for the Connecticut Whale on Sunday. Then it's Megan Lawrence, Nicole Schammel, and Audra Richards. Oh, my Audra Richards jerseys have come in. So I'm going to be doing a giveaway for an Audra Richards signed jersey. So listen out for that. But Audra Richards and the Whitecaps get a win. They will host the Riveters this weekend for the semifinals. But first, we go to the play-in. So the play-in game is tonight, March 6th. 
the Connecticut Whale against the Buffalo Buttes. Now, they have never played each other in the play-in game. This is the second year that the Connecticut Whale have participated in the play-in game since the expansion that included the Minnesota Whitecaps into the original founding four. Um, but this is this is untested waters for the Buffalo Buttes. This is tough. On the one hand, Connecticut is a much different team than they were when they were so close to to getting a win against Buffalo early in the season. However, the Buffalo Buttes are also a different team. And so now it's a matter of if they can get over the hump, they have to throw everything that they have at the Buffalo Buttes for hopes to extend the season into the semifinals. I think I'm giving the edge to the Buffalo Buttes. Um, we know, though, that they were the underdog in the first ever playoff series. It was actually against the Connecticut Whale. Connecticut Whale at the time in the inaugural season was the two seed. They were taking on the three seed in what was a three-game series. And yes, it it did go the distance and um the Connecticut Whale were upset now they're looking to return the favor uh for the Buffalo Buttes can they do it you have to tune in tonight on the Twitch to find out excited for that once we have that then we go on to Sunday March 8th at 12:30 central time so it's 1.30 Eastern. You have the Minnesota Whitecaps hosting the Metropolitan Riveters. This is going to be an interesting one as well. Allie Thunstrom, we'll get to her, but she was recently on Open Ice and made mention that they've split the series with the Riveters. The Minnesota Whitecaps have been a more dangerous team as of late, but they didn't have a great start to the season. Part of that was they ran into the the Boston Pride really early, but they struggled against the Connecticut Whale as well. The Connecticut Whale, in hindsight, probably would have really liked to steal a few wins away. They were right on the brink um, of getting the Whitecaps one or two times, couldn't get it done, probably really wish they had those points right about now but the Whitecaps the Minnesota Whitecaps to their credit they found a way they have found a way to weather the storm and make it so that as of right now in the league standings they are the second they're the second seed right behind Boston so they have home ice advantage at least in the semifinals and that is Sunday afternoon 1230 local time 130 eastern time on Twitch that same afternoon. This is a TBD. The winner of tonight's play-in game between the Buffalo Buttes and the Connecticut Whale wins the prize of taking on the number one seed in the semifinals. That's right. The Boston Pride finished the season with a 23-1 and record, 46 points across the board. They are waiting to see who they will play in the semifinals. Do they care? Maybe, but probably not. I think the Boston Pride have been for a while um, focused on themselves, and I think now that we're in the playoffs, they will continue to be. So I will be on the call with Sam Fryman. Uh, that is Sunday, 2.30 p.m. Eastern Time at Warrior Ice Arena. The Boston Pride will take on the winner of the Connecticut Whale and the Buffalo Buttes. Again, that play-in game happens tonight, March 6th. That is at 8.30 p.m. 
on Twitch. Okay, so there was some other news. I mentioned Jonna Curtis, NWHL Player of the Month for the month. But we also have a Player of the Week. The Player of the Week for this week, this past week, goes to the rookie, Michaela, a.k.a. Bucky. She comes in, guns blazing, gets it done for the Buffalo Buttes. Uh, had a conversation with Kareen Bowie for the Nine newsletter that's out today. And she had nothing but great things to say about Bucky. But she is, Michaela Grant Mentis is the all-time leading scorer for the Merrimack Warriors. She scored her first NWHL goal in the second period of her first ever game. The team goes into the playoffs in that play-in game with a win under their belt, much needed win under their belt, and that is because of the rookie, Michaela, aka Bucky. And yes, she is a team of she is part of hashtag team more melanin. So I'm very excited for Michaela. Very excited for that. Okay, we have more news. Yes, there is more news because awards. The awards started coming out. First, we have the Foundation Award winners. The Foundation Award is presented annually to, quote, the players most actively applying the core values of hockey to her community, as well as growing and improving hockey culture. So, This year, we have representing the Boston Pride, Lexi Bender, representing the Connecticut Whale, Jordan Brickner, representing the Riveters, Rebecca Moose Morse, representing the Buffalo Buttes, Emma Ruggiero, and representing the Minnesota Whitecaps, Allie Thunstrom. So congratulations to the Foundation Award winners from all five teams for the 2020 season. We had another group of players. This was the NWHL fans' three stars of the season. And this year for 2020, the fans voted more than 5,000 fans participated in the fourth annual polling for this award. And the awards go to Amanda Levier of the Minnesota Whitecaps, Marie Jo Peltier of the Buffalo Buttes, and Brooke Waleko of the Connecticut Whale. Those are your three fan stars of the season. Then we get into the ones that media members get to vote for. First, we get Kaylee Fracken of the Boston Pride, named NWHL Defender of the Year. 23 points, 3 goals, and 20 assists in her 24 games. That's the second highest scoring season by a defender since Boulier and her season with the Minnesota Whitecaps last year. I was uh, a little bit shocked, I'm not going to lie, to see that it was Kaylee Fracken. Now, she was not on my original ballot for Defender of the Year. I'm going to give you who I had for Defender of the Year. I had, as my top selection, Shannon Doyle. Then I had MJP, the notorious MJP. Is anyone shocked? I'm a huge MJP fan. And then for second runner-up, Mallory Soliotis. I really like that all three of these defenders are high on the block shots. I, When I think of defense, I think of 
defense. I don't think of scoring, um, and that is something that I hold very firmly. Your best defender doesn't always have the luxury of being a scorer for their team as well. I think that Kira Dostalarina did a great job explaining how that differs from coach to coach, season to season, from team to team. Um, And so I always stick to the basics of defender. Now, with that said, um, I think that because Kaylee Fratkin is who I would consider an offensive defender, and I think has been in her NWHL career, I think that honestly... Uh, I categorize her as such, but she's had an amazing defensive um, season for the Boston Pride. I talked to her after their last home game. She made an excellent play in the waning minutes of the game uh, to get the final goal that the the Boston Pride scored. They didn't need that goal, but it felt good. You could tell they really wanted to get another goal and, and to get things going. And Kaylee Fratkin was able to, to hold that blue line, made a diving play to hold the blue line, keep the puck in the zone, and then... Um, her team was able to score. However, when it comes to the little things that I view on defense, I tend to look at the game from a defense first perspective. The three players that I mentioned, Shannon Doyle, MJP, and Mallory Soliotis really stood out. But all that to say, congratulations to Kaylee Fratkin. Now, your newcomer of the year. So this is not rookie of the year, although I continue to believe if you never played in the league, you're a damn rookie. But whatever, Kate Leary of the Metropolitan Riveters, she wins Newcomer of the Year, tied for second among all newcomers with 27 points. She set the Riveters' team record for goals in a single season, 16, and had the highest scoring season in club history. Another good choice. I was not able to see the Riveters at home in particular a lot this season, but Kate Leary's numbers definitely hit the mark. But here's who I had for Newcomer of the Year, MJP. Not only was she great on defense, but often the Buffalo Buttes, when they were in their slump, it was almost as if only MJP could score for them, even though she's a defender. And they they struggle defensively, but not because of MJP, in my opinion. So that was my first choice. Other one for newcomer of the year, Brooke Waleko. Didn't start in net for the Connecticut Whale, but I think took over ownership of that in a short period of time and the other newcomer of the year who I don't think has gotten enough shine in this award season which is ridiculous Christina Putinia Christina Putinia thought she should have gotten more love um so you know there's that just as a note the panel of writers included writers from The Athletic, Boston Herald, The Hockey News, The Hockey Writers, The Ice Ice Garden, and The Victory Press, along with select broadcasters. Oh, I didn't realize that not all of the broadcasters got to vote. Well, I consider myself lucky then. Thank you. I I do think all the broadcasters should get a vote. Why isn't that a thing? The broadcasters should... Anyway, whatever. Kate Leary, Newcomer of the Year. Ooh, goaltender of the year. 
goaltender of the year goes to Lovisa Salander. Lovisa Salander, she won the triple crown of goaltending. She led the NWHL in wins, 17, save percentage, 0.941, and goals against average, 1.71. I'm not upset with this one. I think, honestly, two, three weeks ago, Lovisa Salander, hands down, my choice. But that's not how I voted. I voted in the following order. Goaltender of the year. Amanda Levier, Brooke Waleko, and Lovisa Salander. Here's the thing. Again, goaltender of the year. You, Of course you want the wins. But when you look at individual performances, because it is an individual award, you have to look at what the goaltender is facing in order to put their team in a position to win. Because goalies, you know... There's only been a handful of goalies as far as I know, and none in the NWHL that have actually scored a goal themselves. We have, I think, Mariah Fujimagari has an assist, a primary assist on a goal, but they're not scoring goals, but they have to stop the goals. And Brooke Waleko stops lots of goals. Sam Walther stopped a lot of goals this season. And yeah, they let some up, but comparative to the shots that they face, I just think that that took some consideration for me. But Lovisa Salander is an excellent choice. Um, I think, though, if you had to really account for wins and for shots faced, I still think Levier gets the nod over Salander. And finally, most valuable player. For the first time ever, we have two MVPs of the NWHL, Jillian Dempsey and Allie Thunstrom. My goodness. This is, now this one was tough. Honestly, Jillian Dempsey was not even on my ballot. And I'm embarrassed to say that because Jillian Dempsey is an amazing hockey player. And I think she's had a great season. But if not for Allie Thunstrom scoring a hat trick in Connecticut, Connecticut would have won that game. And it was a game that at the time, this was while the Whitecaps were struggling, they could not afford to lose the game. Allie Thunstrom won them the game. She won them the game to def- to snap to snap the Boston Pride streak, undefeated streak. Allie Thunstrom, hands down. Jillian Dempsey, I'm not mad at it either. But Allie Thunstrom was my number one. McKenna Brand, I, I, wow. You know, Jillian Dempsey outbids McKenna Brand, who just had an amazing start to the season. I don't think she, uh, you know, I think she finished strong as well. I think other people, Allie Thunstrom in particular, caught up with her. And Jillian Dempsey was always right there with her. Jillian Dempsey had even scoring, whereas McKenna Brand really popped off the charts when it came to goal scoring. And then finally, Taylor Kersey. You want to talk about putting a team on her back. MJP and Taylor Accursi for a time there seemed like the only players that could score for Buffalo, and I think they kept them competitive. Fantastic, phenomenal season for Taylor Accursi. So, what do you think? I gave you my ballads. What do you think about the winners of the NWHL Awards for 2020? Let me know. You can let me know on Twitter at Founding4Pod or directly at elindsay08. But we're going to wrap this show. But... Until next episode, Erica Ayala signing out.